The St. Louis Cardinals signed a reliever with a lot of upside, plus the Brewers trade Corbin Burns to Baltimore. How does this affect the power struggle in the NL Central? We'll discuss it with Josh Jacobs on today's episode of Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Cardinals fans. I'm J.D. Haffern, and I'm a national radio sports anchor, born and raised in the Lou and a lifetime Cardinals fan. And I'm your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter X at J.D. Sports Radio. You can follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. want to thank those of you who make Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Be sure to like, subscribe, and comment when you get over there, because if you haven't seen our pretty faces you got to come check it out. Plus, we've got some, you know, some visual things that we like to throw up onto the screens for you guys. So uh, if you like that type of show, you can find us on YouTube. You can interact with us in the comments section. Hit the notification button so you know when the new episodes are posted. Because this is a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans of baseball all of the info about the birds on the bat. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more new customers. Join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Got that little football game coming up here real soon that uh, might interest you when it comes to betting. So visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. All right. First and foremost, welcome back. Josh Jacobs from RedbirdRants.com and the Newt News Podcast joining us again today. Josh, I hope all is well in your world, sir. sir. And I also like the fact that Look at us both in our Cardinal yeah. Red. Yeah, had that. to. It's a big day. We got Middleton. So come on. Let's go. Uh, also got word. I don't know if you heard about this yet, Josh, but uh, Punxsutawney Phil, the groundhog, did not uh-huh. see his shadow, which means spring. It's coming sooner rather than later, which is great news when we've got yes. pitchers and catchers set to report in just 12 days down in Jupiter. And when that happens, you said the name already. They're going to have a new face that they've added to the bullpen mix. And that is right-hander Keenan Middleton. It was late last night. It was announced that the team and the 30-year-old right-hander had agreed on a, a one-year deal. This is uh, pending a physical still, so it's not a done deal just yet at the time of uh, of us recording this. But uh, my immediate reaction, Josh, was excitement because we've talked about Middleton before. And uh, I, I do want to give due credit to Bernie Miklas over at Scoops with Danny Mack. He was the first guy I remember mentioning Middleton during mm. the uh, offseason, like right when things began. He threw it out there, and I was like, oh, yeah, that, that, that's an interesting one. But he's a guy that just kind of fits what the Cardinals were doing this offseason, where they didn't want to go into a long-term deal with hardly anybody. Uh, has a high ceiling. We saw him have a lot of success uh, with the White Sox on a terrible White Sox team yeah. and with the Yankees at the end of the year. And he misses a lot of bats, which is something the Cardinals really, really were targeting when it came to the bullpen. What was your reaction when the news came across the wire that the Cardinals and Keenan Middleton had uh, agreed on a deal? Yeah, initially it was kind of like, whoa, like Middleton. I didn't expect that one. Um, and he was kind of off my board. And that's just a miss on me not to really consider him all off season. And he was kind of in that tier of guys that just kind of were all a group together of the two to five million dollar relievers where it's like, who yeah. who cares? Um, but then I looked into it and like 
took me about 10 seconds to be convinced that it makes a ton of sense from a value standpoint. Again, uh, it's gold. There, there's been no report of the number yet, but it looks like it's giving me that two to $5 million range. Yep. Um, sub four year array last year is 3.38. But then the big thing is that 31% chase rate. So he's getting guys to swing and miss that stuff. Um, a big change he made last year, something we talked about pre-show, is he just cut his fastball usage in half. So he's a good fastball. It's mid to high 90s. Uh, but he just threw over 50% of the time. So he's cut it down to 25%. He's upped his changeup, which has a 38% chase rate on it. So that's neat. Mm-hmm. 35% on his slider, 33% on his fastball. So he gets guys to swing and miss. And that's what this bullpen's been lacking for so long. You've got Hellsley, but then after that, it's usually kind of average strikeout stuff. And so I've liked that pretty much every arm they've added this offseason has at least one pitch that has an elite chase rate on it. So we're, I mean, you might have pitch to contact guys in the rotation for the first five, six innings, but once you get to the seventh inning on, you're going to have guys that are throwing gas and getting guys to swing and miss, which you just need to do to compete in this game. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's fitting that we have our Cardinal red on today because I'm going to throw up onto, uh, the screen here. If you're watching on oh, YouTube, yeah. Keenan Middleton's, I know we're getting really excited about this. <laughs> so we're going to throw up his, uh, charts from baseball savant, which, uh, just so you know, when this goes up there, blue is bad. Red <laughs> is good. All right. Here's what it looks like. So take a look at what Keenan Middleton's <laughs> baseball s- savant stuff says. Okay. We're talking about everything except for walk percentage and even his barrel percentage uh kind of in the middle there but walk percentage if there's one negative about keenan middleton that that is the one thing but then everything else is almost off the charts we're talking about chase percentage in the 89th percentile uh with percentage 96th percentile his k percentage 91st percentile hard hit percentage 92nd uh, ground ball percentage. We know we don't like fly balls. We want them to put it on the ground. 93 percentile. Uh, it, it's all just like when you see it, you're like, oh my gosh, uh, this guy is way better than perhaps oh, yeah. some fans think. And it's uh, a guy, again, like I said, high ceiling here if he's able to continue to do what he did last year because it hasn't always worked out this way for him. But he figured something out last year, like you mentioned. He cut back on throwing the fastball and uh, relied more on the changeup and the slider, and it worked out nicely for him. Yeah, and then you know, it's always good to take that stuff into consideration and in context. And a high walk rate for a guy that's a reliever isn't ideal, but when you're striking out a bunch of guys, you can live with it. That's why Blake Snell's been so good in the rotation. Is sure he walks the world, but then he strikes out guys when they're on base. And so you don't want, you definitely don't want that from a starter. That's playing with fire. But when it's a one inning guy and they walk a guy every couple outings, but then they strike out guys when they're on base, it's not a huge deal. And so, and I like the veteran presence too. Middleton was a guy who he got traded away from the White Sox, kind of spoke out about the toxic culture. And then Lance Lynn was like, yeah, he's right. So two of the guys they brought in this offseason have been a part of groups that are not good and are the type of guys who can recognize that and rise above it. And when he went to the Yankees, he was elite, sub two ERA, just continue what he was doing. And so um, I'm not... I mean, there's no such thing as a sure thing as a reliever. And that's kind of why I like this too, because if it doesn't work out, it's two to five million. It wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you've added five, six relievers this offseason that should really contribute, that could really contribute in a big way. And if three or four of them hit, 
this bullpen goes from last year where you had one or two guys at most that you felt comfortable coming out at any given time to almost your entire bullpen. You wouldn't feel bad about pitching the seventh or eighth inning. You've got guys that just know how to pitch. And so, um, Great job. I have a great job from Jose Alec here. I was kind of starting to doubt a little bit that they're going to get a reliever, and if they did, I didn't know if I'd like it. I really like Middleton here. Yeah, I saw the report that, and this would have really sent Cardinal fans like screaming and immediately to the to Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, start the way of how yeah. angry they are when the report came out that John Brebbia was somebody that they had uh-huh. uh, had looked at. You know, another guy yeah. that used to be a Cardinal. <laughs> they brought another one back, and like I can no, only thanks. imagine what that reaction would have been from fans if uh, if Brebbia had been the guy. Not that he's a bad pitcher, but it's it's like been there, done that type of situation. Yeah. And Cardinal fans are just like, yeah, we, didn't, we can't take this anymore. Don't do it to us. So For sure. uh, nice to see some uh, some fresh blood come into the clubhouse that hasn't been here before. Um, one thing that I have noticed about Keenan Middleton, not that I got a chance to watch a ton of White Sox games last year, uh, <laughs> but I noticed that in a few of his highlights and stuff, the guy brings some attitude as well. I'm going to yeah. throw up a, a picture here on uh, on the YouTube as well of him. Uh, I think this was against the Yankees, I believe, or it could be the, it could be the Braves. I, I don't know, but I saw some highlights or whatever, and like this guy brings some attitude. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned that he played with Lance Lynn with the White Sox, uh, talked about how the, the culture in the clubhouse was kind of bleh, and uh, Lance Lynn agreed with him. We know Lance Lynn can be a, a salty yet aggressive personality in the yeah. clubhouse. Keenan Middleton looks like he's got some fire in him, too, which I will never shy away from, because if there's one uh, thing that I kind of criticize the Cardinals about being sometimes is sometimes they're a little too boring out there you know that's why when we see Lars Newbar doing what he does we're like wow look how much fun he is well yeah Yeah. compared to the rest of the guys in the clubhouse like (laughs) they're usually kind of just okay we did good we're just doing our jobs and I hate that I hate that I like I like Wilson Contreras being with the attitude and the way some of these guys are are and I'm glad they're bringing in more personalities like that so I, uh, I hope uh, Keenan Middleton uh, continues to do just that and continues to pitch the way that he did uh, in 2023. That would be huge for this bullpen, which I want to talk more about. We're going to talk about, you know, now that the that Middleton's been signed, I'm guessing this is probably it. Uh, I wouldn't suspect any other moves uh, because things are pretty full out there. So we're going to yeah. talk about the bullpen, how it's shaping up uh, after this signing and uh, who we think is going to be a part of it and who might be looking on the outside end. So we'll get into that next with Josh Jacobs from RedbirdRants.com and the Nit News Podcast next on Locked on Cardinals. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and a whole lot more. All of that is available. And whether you're into speed, whether it's power or style, eBay Motors has got you guys covered. They've got over 122 million parts For your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back. If there's one thing that I've learned over the years when it comes to buying parts for your automobile, it's that uh, it takes a, a specific type of part to go into your car and if you try to wedge it in there and it's not the one that's supposed to be in there, it can cause all kinds of problems. And with eBay, 
you don't have to worry about that with the guaranteed fit. And because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. We want you to save money. We want everything to go smoothly when it comes to your car. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And thank you for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen every day. Leave your comments on YouTube as well as on Twitter X anytime you want. Your feedback is always welcome and encouraged. You can find me, obviously, uh, on there, but also John. Josh, if you want to chirp on Josh, you can do that too. <laughs> People are not shy about talking smack to us about the Cardinals uh, on any social media platform, but uh, Josh Jaco MLB is where you can find Josh on Twitter X as well. So Josh, I want to get into the, uh, the bullpen, what the Cardinals have done with the Keenan Middleton signing. So now you've got um, a lot of right-handers who are, mm. are available in this bullpen, a lot of arms to choose from. And one of the criticisms about the Cardinals this offseason is people are like, dude, they're bringing in guys I don't even know. Why can't they bring in guys we're familiar with? You know, yeah. what happened to Hector Neris? Why didn't we get him? Uh, Phil Mayton or Mayton, however you said that. Why <laughs> didn't we get these guys? These guys that we're familiar with, names you've yeah. heard about before. Um, and I, I continue to say the argument side of it was, well, the bullpen guys, like, they have to start somewhere. And if you're able to get guys that you like their stuff, you can put them in that bullpen, and they're not going to cost you all that much. These guys that they're mentioning, you know, we're talking about our oldest Chapman making huge money from the Pittsburgh Pirates. You know, the Cardinals were not trying to spend buku bucks on their bullpen. Instead, I, I believe their strategy was let's get as many good strikeout arms as we can find and we'll let them all just compete for spots in the bullpen. So um, you got the Andrew Kittredge trade, which you and I huge fans of. We think yeah. that's a monster piece for him. Uh, but the guys that maybe people aren't familiar with, Nick Robertson, Riley O'Brien, Ryan Fernandez, those are some names that these guys have brought in that people shake their heads at because they don't know who they are yet. But me and you have talked about it before. These are guys with tremendous upside. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was just breaking down the bullpen on my uh, just kind of like, OK, who can make it right now? They've got five guys that count as high leverage. And last year, again, we just talked about we only had like two at one time you could trust uh, throughout the year. There's probably four or five different names. But at one time, there's only ever one or two guys available. But if this bullpen is healthy, you, you have Helsley, Geo, Kittredge, Milton and Jojo. That's five guys you can trust in the eighth, ninth, seventh inning at any given moment. And then you've got Ryan Fernandez, the Rule 5 pick. So that's probably about six bullpen out spots out of the eight that are already kind of guaranteed. Um, if Fernandez is a bad spring, they won't be afraid to send him back. Um, but then from the left side, you can go Libertor or Zach Thompson and have the other one be stretched out in Memphis. Or you can go John King. So you've got mm -hmm. four different lefties right now you probably feel pretty good about. And then, again, like you said, Andre Pallante, who's been working this offseason on some new pitch mixes. So he's figuring to be a guy that you can rely on. But... Last year, Plante was like a seventh inning guy for you, and he might not even make the bullpen this year. Yeah. And like I'm looking, John King, Zaninga, Riley O'Brien, like those guys are on the outside looking in right now. 
And last year, they probably would have been the fourth or fifth best reliever on this team at any given moment. So mm-hmm. I just love the depth they have here. And especially because the bullpen's not going to stay healthy, right? It's, it's right. never that easy. And so yeah. you need guys who can move up and down. And one of the issues they had last year is they had almost every single guy. I think they only had one bullpen spot on opening day that had options. And so they had to, like, unless they wanted to get rid of a guy from the organization, they had to have them on the roster Almost every single reliever they have right now outside of Kittredge, but I even think he has options, have options. So they can send them down to AAA for a season if they need to rework some things. If they overwork the bullpen one week and they need to throw some fresh arms in there, they can do the Memphis shuttle a little bit. I just love the flexibility they have. And then the bullpen's never finished. Like You get to July and they can add another high leverage guy if they want to via trade or go out and do something. So Again, options, options, options. And then it's not the typical Cardinal relievers either that are like, hey, let's Matt Bauman, let's get the double play ball every time. It's They've got guys you can get the ground balls, but every single guy on this list can strike guys out. I love it. So this is, I'm very excited. The rotation at time, like I look at that and it, it's a little more hit or miss in my opinion, but this bullpen has the potential to be sneaky good. Yeah, yeah, and and that's again, and uh, I'm going to steal a phrase from uh, one of our our guys over at Locked On Packers, Peter Bukowski, who uh, he uses the term uh, "multiple bites at the apple." Is, yeah. is the term he uses where the they've got enough guys here where you mentioned it's depth. Sure, these guys aren't all superstars, but no bullpen is filled with superstars. No. You know, our expectations as fans is mo- let's go get the most expensive guy, and we need five of them, or else we're yeah. going to suck. And it's really not that way. Like nope. you can build a bullpen with, I mean, how many times have the Cardinals faced a, a, a team and they bring, you know, the other team brings in some dude in the seventh inning throwing, you know, triple digits and has wicked slider. And you're just like, where the hell did this guy come exactly. from? This is how you do that. Like you have to go find these prospects and then you got to give them a chance. And yeah, none of these guys you may not be that familiar with to, to start, but everybody starts somewhere. You know, uh, and this also allows by having these guys, it also allows you not having to push again, like, uh, uh, you know, like a, a Gordon Graceffo or yes. a Sim Roberts or so, or push them up into the bullpen right away. Yeah. Like, let them go be starters and do some stuff at Memphis and get better and grow. And so it, it just kind of mm-hmm. it makes you a little more comfortable, at least for me as a fan, that um, they've got a number of guys now. When somebody goes down, like you mentioned, the bullpen, they're going to get hurt. It yeah. happens every year. It's never not going to happen. You know, when Helsley yeah. goes down for, let's pretend, maybe six weeks of the year at some point, now you got some guys that you feel comfortable totally. with and trusting at the uh, at the back end of the bullpen there. And that's really what we were looking for this offseason is that – if he goes down again, that we're not screwed. <laughs> yeah. And you look at like April and May last year too, it was kind of one or the other where the starter would finally give them enough innings. They'd get to the eighth and ninth and their bullpen was already burned, but they only had, again, one or two guys they could trust, blown save. It was awful. Or you would have a guy that's ne- really needs to be pulled in the fourth inning, but Ollie has to either be like, okay, I have to somehow manage five more innings with this yep. bullpen that's already tired and I don't trust anyone yep. or push Jack Flaherty another inning. Now they have the option where they can pull Lance Lynn in the fourth inning if they need to. They can have him go seven innings. Like they ha- they have the ability to mix and match this bullpen in a way where Ollie isn't forced to p- choose the lesser of two crappy situations. Yep. If Lance Lynn's dealing, great. We can turn it over to Kittredge and Helsley to close down the seventh and ninth inning or eighth and ninth inning. Or if it's a bad day, they can go JoJo and Fernandez and Kittredge and Gio and Helsley and close the game out. So 
Um, I think that's an underrated portion too, where now they have the ability to stretch multiple innings that they need to. And then the next day, the bullpen's also available because they have other guys who can go out there and fill those roles. So, yeah. And, and, and please understand for, for those of you listening and watching, uh, obviously we are Cardinal fans. And so we were seeing things through the Cardinals lens and positivity about it. Yeah. None of this is perfect or, no. or we're not saying it's going to be perfect. And this immediately makes them the best team in the national no. league, no. but I understand what the Cardinals were trying to do. Yeah. They, they, you can see what the blueprint was. The idea was to go get starters who they could trust to get at least six innings. That's what they were hoping for. And then fill up the bullpen with as many guys as they can for when things go bad. They yeah. weren't hamstrung so much where that you were bringing up guys that didn't belong in the major exactly. leagues in the first place. That That's the whole idea here. Will it work? We don't know, but I can see where they were going with it and why yeah. they made the decisions they've made. Um, a big decision was made last oh, night man. by the Milwaukee Brewers, Josh. Oh, wild out of nowhere. Corbin Burns gets traded to the Baltimore Orioles. We're going to talk about that next and how that affects what's going on in the NL Central. We'll do that coming up on Locked on Cardinals. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is uh, all about scoring pretty much the best seat on the couch. I'm not uh, a guy who likes to go out to a bar or anything when it comes to watching the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm more comfortable at the house, uh, having friends over, get to make your own snacks and uh, have some fun. You know, some people put up the betting boards and the squares and whatnot. But FanDuel, I'm telling you guys, you're going to have a lot of fun with FanDuel this year during the big game because they have so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three Ws because there's so many different ways to get wins. Uh, obviously, you can bet on who you think is going to win the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 58, uh, between the Chiefs and the 49ers. Personally, I'm going with the Chiefs. This has nothing to do with the state of Missouri or anything. It's just the <laughs> fact that I just have learned not to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and yeah. Travis Kelsey. I just, I've learned my lesson many, many times over. So uh, they're getting two and a half points right now on FanDuel. Uh, but you can also bet on other fun stuff like uh, which players are going to score touchdowns. I mean, how do you not go with CMC from San Francisco or Pacheco in Kansas City? Uh, Over-unders at 47 and a half. How many rushing yards will Mahomes and Brock Purdy combine for? Chris Jones, Nick Bosa when it comes to sacks. Just a lot going on there. And uh, all of these are ways that you can win money. So new customers, join today. You'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. That's FanDuel dot com slash locked on make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows, which cover every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever. National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Uh, Josh Jacobs from RedbirdRants.com and the New News Podcast joining us here today to uh, talk about uh, the Keenan Middleton signing, what the bullpen looked like. Now let's talk about something that has left the NL Central, and I'm sure we're both very pleased with this because we don't have to see oh, him yeah. as much anymore. <laughs> uh, Corbin Burns uh, finally gone. The Milwaukee Brewers finally pulled the trigger on a trade. Uh, a massive trade for both sides. Uh, the Baltimore Orioles 
finally get their ace. Um, that huge move for them. I love, love the aggressiveness it. there. Uh, I was a little, if I had been an Orioles fan last year, I would have been underwhelmed by the fact that all they got was Jack Flaherty at the deadline. That, that would have bumped sure. me out. And to make this move signifies that like, we are ready to go. Let's, let's yeah. do it here in the AL East in our backyard here of the NL central though. What does this say to you about what the Milwaukee Brewers are going to be like here in 2024? Because I was a guy that honestly was like, the, the Brewers still aren't bad uh, just because mm -hmm. uh, they lost Woodruff. I mean, he didn't play much last year anyway. I, I was like, they're still not like garbage or something. And yeah. they, they added Hoskins and I'm like, okay, so they're in. And then this happens last <laughs> night. Burns is gone. What do you think that does to uh, the NL central shift as far as the power struggle and, Who's going to be good and who's going to be bad? What what happens here, Josh? Yeah, I all offseason, I've been low on the Brewers just because I kind of thought this is where they would go. And then as the months went on, it just felt like they were going to hold on and wait till the deadline maybe or something like that. Um, I do think this puts them as the clear, in my opinion, fourth best team in the division where I, I have a hard time picking them over the Reds, the Cubs, or the Cardinals. Um, but I'm not a Pirates believer, so I'm not going to go that far. Um, the Reese Hoskins move was good. It did, they just continue to toe the line between they're not rebuilding, but they're also not going to go for it. Um, but with how strong of a farm system they have right now, I really wouldn't be surprised if they kind of punt a little bit on this year, let some of those young guys come up, let like trade Willie Adames and let Joey Ortiz play shortstop, trust in Jackson Churio, trust in all these young arms and young bats that are coming up. And then you look at this division in 2025 and 2026. The, the Cubs, the Reds, and the Brewers all have top 10 farm systems. The Pirates, hopefully by that point, maybe can be something. And then the Cardinals, this this could be one of the most competitive divisions in all of baseball in the near future for as bleak as it looks this year and as like, who who do, who wants to win it? Because if someone wants to win it, they can easily do it. They just got to make a one or two moves and they're the easily the best team in the division. Um, I like, like, people are kind of trashing the Brewers for it. I... It's fine to me. I think I, I was a little surprised by the return where it was, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, depending on how you feel about prospects, DL Hall yeah. was uh, uh, what number six, I think, for the Orioles. Uh, yeah. Joey Ortiz, who you mentioned, is the shortstop infielder that got shipped over. And then they got a draft pick as well. Um, you know, because we hear, you know, obviously as Cardinal fans, we never thought that Corbin Burns would get traded to St. Louis, but we hear about no. what, you know, the Sox are asking for Dylan Cease. Yeah. And we think that, you know, the Guardians might be asking for Bieber. And you're like, wait. This is all it took <laughs> for yeah, Corbin Burns. I remember he's only got this year left on his deal, yeah. becomes a free agent. Uh, so that's part of it. And now for they're sure. getting, I think, I think all, both of these guys that uh, the Brewers got, I think they have like six years of control on both of them now. So yeah. that, that's why it is the way it is when it comes to yep. a deal like this. But I, I honestly thought the, the, the Brewers might get more. And, uh, yeah. you know, maybe this was the best offer they got. And they were just yeah. like, all right, well, it's obviously not getting any better than this. So let's mm -hmm. just pull the I thought they'd get more too, but it's not like an F or D grade trade to me. There's probably low B, high C, but they also get the 34th pick in the draft, which I think can't yeah. go understated. Like those can hit pretty big. And so um, you will see, we'll see what happens with them. I just, I, I don't, I don't see them as a serious problem in 2024, but I think they're right to be looking toward 2025 and 2026 in a building, but they're going to be pesky. They've got talent. So they've got Peralta. Yeah. They've got Devin Williams. They've got an, a better lineup than before, even though it was pretty bad last year. And I just think they're one of those teams where you don't like if the young talent starts to pop off, the ceiling of this team raises significantly. And so sure. I don't see this being the year where 
outside of maybe Jackson Churio, their young guys really having an impact. But if they come up and start hitting and start pitching well, like who knows, maybe they are a fun team this year, like the Reds were last year. So, um, I thought, I mean, I'm glad they are for, if I was a Brewers fan, I know it hurts to lose Burns, but they needed to do this. They needed to move him. It would have been pointless yeah. to hold on to him. If you hold on to him in the series during the season, he gets hurt, then you get nothing for him. So I think you had to capitalize now. And as a Cardinal fan, I'm sneaky hoping the White Sox start to lose, ro- lower their asking price. And I don't really know who the other bidders are at this point. So not saying it's happening, but yeah. man, it'd be nice. Yeah, I wouldn't hold your breath. No, <laughs> anything like I that. Wouldn't. I feel like where the Cardinals are, that the trade deadline is probably if uh, if they're in contention, that's when you'll see the next big piece yeah. added if they uh, feel a need to do that. Uh, it does bring up an interesting question, though, that I thought about last night. And that one, I put it up on our, our, our Twitter X page as a, a poll question. With Burns gone out of the NL Central, who is the top starting pitcher in the division now? That's a great and um, I gave the options of Sonny Gray for the Cardinals. Uh, Justin Steele with the Cubs, Freddie Peralta with Milwaukee, Hunter Green with the Reds, and then uh, Mitch Keller with the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. And I know Pirates fans got upset because I didn't have him on the actual <laughs> voting process. Well, they Blaine only give Twitter. me four. It yeah. wasn't like I was trying to be a jerk to them. They only give me four, and those were the first four I typed in, and I'm lazy. So I didn't want to go back and delete <laughs> things. So, I'm like, so I just left it up there. I was like, here's the right-in vote for Mitch Keller for the Pirates fans, who <laughs> rightfully so chirped at me and were like, hey, we got to show us some respect or whatever. But in your opinion – who is it? Because, you know, it's going to be more Cardinal fans voting on on this because they're locked on Cardinals listeners. But yeah. right now, 68% of the vote has got Sonny Gray, then Justin Steele, and then everybody else trickles down after yeah. that. Uh, do you think it is Sonny Gray? I, I, I mean, don't tell Sandy this, but I would have <laughs> thought Justin Steele would have got the vote just because he's been here. Yeah. I think I'd lean Sonny Gray, but it's close. And actually, I'd put Peralta right in that conversation with yeah, the three of them. Really I'm a big, good. I'm a big Peralta guy. Um, so I just think Sonny Gray has the longevity if he's been consistent for a long time. And I know Justin Steele has about a year and a half now of some production, so you'd like that. Um, I tend to prefer right-handed starters, anyways, for an odd reason. Um, I don't know why. I, I would probably, if I had to pick Sonny Gray, but I think you could, if you could sell, sell me on. Peralta, Steele, or Gray, and I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, Corbin Burns was far and away the best guy, uh, and now now it's kind of a. It, it's just interesting to see like for where the Cardinals were at last year, where it was like questionable if any of their starters could be in the top like eight starters in the National NL Central, and now they've maybe have the best starter in the National League Central. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a fun it's a really fun question. When I saw it, I was like, man, I don't know who I'd pick. That's a, that's a <laughs> tough one. And then you're also like, man, you know, Central sucks. So if this that, is also all that, <laughs> also that. Is, so we're just going to leave that part out. Compared to some of the other divisions around <laughs> baseball. But again, that puts more fuel in the fire of like, Mo, just one more move, dude. And I you would know. own this division. Come and on. It can be infuriating. I understand. All right. Uh, real quick before we uh, get out of here. Uh, at redbirdrants.com again if you guys are ever looking for cardinal information and fun stuff to talk about as well not only factual but also opinionated stuff where it's yeah. you know hey well who do you think are the top you know six or seven people to do this or that all sorts of fun stuff things that uh, you know well you'll enjoy it i i, I say it all mm-hmm. the time i start one article and then i go down this rabbit hole <laughs> where i'm hours into it uh you recently put something up about the zips projections at redbirdrants.com and um 
you felt that there were a, a number of guys that the for the Cardinals who will actually do better than the Zips projections. Who are a couple of those guys real quick that uh, you put on that list? And we're going to link this article uh, in the comment section below. Yeah, I'll give you two. And it, I picked Zips because traditionally I feel like it's one of the better projection systems. And they've kind of shown over the years that basically about 50% of the people hit their 50th percentile projections and about 20% hit their 80 and 20% hit their below eight or their 20 percentile. So they're pretty good about it. Um, this year though, the Cardinals hitters, like I agree with a lot of the pitchers, the Cardinals hitters, they were really low on a lot of them. So the first one I'll bring up is Brendan Donovan. They had him as like a, a like 780 OPS guy with like a 109 WRC plus 1.8 F4, eight home runs. In 95 games last year, he had 11 home runs. So he are he in like half the games he already hit more home runs. He had a 118 WRC plus the year before they hit a 128 WRC plus. And I put out a story recently of I asked Donovan at winter warm up, like well, he had this 10 week stretch where he was a top 15 hitter in all of baseball last mm. year. And I was like, hey man, like what did you do? And he just talked about how he stopped taking the first pitch so often. He got more aggressive and his walk rate actually went up. He went back to being an elite on base guy, but he was also doing damage. And so I just don't see how a guy who's at worst been an 18% above league average hitter in his career is going to go all the way down to 9% above league average. That one just felt really off to me. So mm-hmm. Brendan Donovan hit the over if there was a if there was a line on that. And then Wilson Contreras, they had him as the regressing a ton next year. Um, I know his batting average was really high last year, so maybe that goes down, but they had his slug coming down a lot, his OBP. And for Contreras, he was arguably a top three hitter in all of baseball the last three months of the year. Dude, his second half was monstrous. People don't realize how he was just mashing in that second half. Insane. It was like he was second in all of baseball in OBP. I think he was 88% above league average with a (laughs) 1,000 OPS. Like, that's insane and so they're like zips goes oh yeah he's gonna regress about 15 percentage points this year no like he's 31 he's not in his mid-30s he's right in the prime of his career he's probably gonna dh more this year too than he did last year too so he's gonna have more times where he's off his feet i just think his bat is the thing that's gonna remain and Hopefully there's no more uncomfortableness like it was at the beginning of the year. Like, you know, he was in a new spot with new players and we had, uh, you know, him trying to get used to how things were done in St. Louis. Obviously, there was a problem with uh, certain people and all you've heard this offseason, too, from other pitchers that are still with the program. And you heard it from Jack Flaherty where they're like, dude, bad rap for what happened to Wilson. That shouldn't have been that way. And it's uh, partially our fault. And I we everybody had his back and like this guy is the dude man and we love him and everybody i i I am betting if he's healthy that he has as good or better year this year than he had last year just because of another year being with the program for sure so the last year he was 27 percent above league average 20 home runs 67 rbis i mean that's what i should expect from him now and sure it could go over it could go a little under but to say he's gonna fall off like be 15 percent worse than he was last year i don't see it that yeah. and he had an awful start to the year too he was yeah. like a 600 ops and makes sense when the organization's treating him the way he was <laughs> so once he got comfortable and he got the fire lit underneath him again i don't see him being a top five hitter in all of baseball but do i see him consistently being a top 30 40 hitter in all of baseball for sure like that's yeah. easy 
Yeah, continuing so, to be the guy he's been for the last four or five years, you know? Exactly. Chicago. So, uh, yeah, strange that uh, they, they projected that. A lot of people projecting Cardinals hitters to not be as good. Like, they're not predicting many bounce-back seasons for guys no. like Goldie or Arenado, which is weird to me. I, I An yeah. angry, motivated Nolan Arenado, give me that. I would love to see like I tweeted that out the other day when they had him like the seventh best third baseman in the league, and I was like, I cannot wait for the revenge tour this year. I yeah. cannot wait to see what it's what it what happens with him. And what's kind of interesting is I feel like a lot of Cardinal teams that have won the division and done something in the playoffs have been the teams where going into the season, they were like the third pick in the division where everyone's like, oh, it's the Brewers and the Cubs this year. I kind of like when the Cardinals are underrated. I mean, last year, everyone was picking win the division. It was like Cardinals, Cardinals, Cardinals. This year, a lot of people, I've seen people pick them to finish fourth in the division. I like that this team's coming in with a chip on its shoulder. Again, I'm not I'm not trying to tell you they're a World Series contender, and right. I bet they get bounced in the first round with this roster. But I think they're major contenders for the NL Central title this year. They certainly have something to prove. Everybody does. Front office, yeah. managerial, coaching, like everybody. People were embarrassed by what happened last year, as they should be, and uh, they're doing what they can to make sure that doesn't happen again. And yeah. we're going to be there for the entire ride. So pitchers and catchers reporting in uh, less than two weeks. And uh, as always, follow Josh Jacobs at RedwoodRants.com, the Newt News Podcast, and on Twitter, X at MLB. Appreciate you coming on, as always, my friend. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and we'll talk again real soon, okay? Thanks, J.D. It's always great uh, being on, and yeah, can't wait to hang out with you guys again soon. All right, guys. Thanks for making Locked on Cardinals first listen every day. If you haven't already, give us a follow on Twitter, X at LO underscore Cardinals, and at J.D. Sports Radio. Like and subscribe on YouTube and help our channel and our love for the Cardinals. And Keenan Middleton, grow. You're the best <laughs> fans in baseball for a reason, and we'll see you next time on Locked on Cardinals. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.